Welcome to Not the Worst Pastors Podcast with my dad Matt and his friend James talking about real relevant things and sharing stories. <laughs> Welcome to Not the Worst Pastors Podcast. This is James Gomez coming to you from Sturgeon Bay, Wisconsin. I'm a pastor at Prince of Peace Lutheran Church. And I'm here with my friend, Matt Coyne, who serves Rollins Church in Manton, Michigan. And we have a special guest in the studio today. Who do we have with us, Matt? We do. We have one of the five Not the Worst Kids. (gasps) My oldest daughter, Marabella, is joining us today. You want to say hi? Fantastic. Hi, Hi, Marabella. Um, Marabella is one of the, well, one of the two, I guess, who... Uh, produced our our opening mm-hmm. uh, sequence right for the for the show, so that's yeah. cool. It's kind of like a celebrity guest on for today. <laughs> that's cool. So um, let's get let's get right into the part with Mirabella. We just wanted to have to share a little something from from real life, something that happened this over this weekend, and uh, Mirabella was baptized. And I just think that's super cool. So I just wanted to ask her a, a few questions, just talk about it, you know, life experience. Well, first of all, um, you were baptized on what day? Sunday. Sunday. And so that was November 13th, right? Yes. Okay, cool. Can you tell me, okay, so your dad baptized you. Mm-hmm. All right. Can you tell me about what it was like to be baptized? It felt pretty much like I just got dunked in the water at swim class. Really. <laughs> okay. Are you a swimmer normally? I mean, do you, do you take pretty swimming much. classes? Um, okay. In February, I'm going to do level two. Okay. That's super cool. So uh, was the water warm? Yes. <laughs> well, that's good. And were you were you put under the water how many times? Just once. Just once. Okay. That's pretty cool. Now, of course, you had um, you had a decision to make to be baptized. How old are you, first of all? I'm eight and a half. And that's eight like and really eight and a half. <laughs> like truly, exactly like eight yeah, and a half? Like, okay. <laughs> it's not the normal her birthday was a day ago, and then they say eight and a half. So Right. Okay. <laughs> That's cool. And so you made a decision that it was time to get baptized. How did you how did you think about that? How did you decide that this was the right time? Well, I'm not really sure. I just was like, okay, I I'm ready. I can do it. Okay. All right. So I know that you believe in Jesus. I know that that's the thing. I mean, you you live with your your parents, and they've taught you well, and you go to church, and all the things. Um, would you say that you that you feel like like Jesus lives in your heart, or that the Spirit lives in you, or how do you, how do you describe your faith as such a young um, person? I'd say I would. I say I do. Okay. Well, what, what did you say on Sunday? What? Well, why did on Sunday you said I want to be baptized because I believe in Jesus and I was ready. All right. And uh, your dad and I have talked about on the show that uh, baptism uh, shows like when you're baptized, other people can see that you that you have faith. And that's kind of an important, important part. Mm-hmm. So you had uh, some guests uh, visiting over the weekend, too, right? Who, who visited you? Um, both sets of my grandparents and my Aunt Lindsay. Okay. 
All right. And that was special on its own, but you also had something special happen in your home, didn't you? (laughs) What happened? Our sewage needed pumped, and we stayed in a hotel room for Uh, two nights. Okay. Your sewage system needed pumping (laughs) of all the weekends. Yeah. That's cool. Um, well, I'm just going to make a theological connection here because one of the things that we that the Bible talks about is uh, the blood of Jesus washes away our sins, and you know, um, it's kind of thinking like and like I think about baptism, you know, the water washing away our sins too, and um, and so like you had extra stinky sins going on at home. <laughs> <laughs> So, well, that's that's pretty fun. And then you said your the the visitors just left yesterday, so it was a, a long weekend. Um, not only Papi and Aunt Lindsay left um, just this morning, but Grammy and Papi left yesterday. I okay. mean, the, yeah, yesterday. Okay. So it was an extra special weekend. I just mm-hmm. I just think it's it was good to hear from you. From such a, a young person, eight and a half years old, uh, your perspective on on getting baptized, and that's pretty cool. So thanks for thanks for sharing, Matt. Did you have anything else that you wanted her to say or anything? Or uh, just real quick, um, what were when right before I baptized you on Sunday? Which, by the way, James, I I held it together pretty well. I didn't cry too much. <laughs> <laughs> um, but right before I baptized you. What, why did I say I was baptizing you or what was, what did it signify? Do you remember what I said? Um, life, death and the resurrection of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So nice. Good job. So it was symbolizing (laughs) that you were being buried with Jesus in sin and then you were coming up new, washed in new life. That's what it was symbolizing. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad you remember that. Wow, I didn't even plan that. That was that was good. <laughs> yeah, you got smart kids though, Matt. So that makes sense. <laughs> Attentive. All right. Cool. Well, if you want to, you know, send her off to the side or whatever, we're yeah, going to continue ahead. talking about some things here. Well, that was Mirabella Coin, and uh, Matt, what is her middle name, by the way? Anne. Mirabella Anne Coin. Mm-hmm. Okay, fantastic. After uh, relatives or. Yeah, actually, uh, Brittany's middle name is Anne, and then Brea, her middle name is Aaron, which is after me. So okay, okay, cool. All right, so really, that was kind of um, you know, we're like, okay, what, what are we going to talk about on the podcast? Well, I, like, well, she's getting baptized, so let's talk about the baptism. I know we we've talked about that before, more in depth, but baptism is for many people, it's a it's a step of faith or. Mm-hmm. Uh, stepping stone of faith, whatever you might want to call it. And uh, it's part of the life of a Christian one way or another, no matter what your traditions are. Correct. So that was, um, and now Mirabella is a little bit younger in your tradition. Um, would you say? I would say on the younger side. So we actually had three uh, third graders uh, baptized on Sunday. So we did have, or I'm sorry, four, we had four uh, third graders. And it's actually, it's really cool because I'm going to give a shout out to pastor Rob at our church, him and his wife, Diane, uh, led and during our spring break VBS this past year, uh, our third grade class and four of their six were baptized, uh, yesterday, which I just thought was really awesome. And they really focused on faith in Jesus. And then also not just stopping there, but taking those next steps. So, 
uh, it was just really cool for them, I know, to see. And Rob was joking. He's like, you had me in tears the whole time watching those four <laughs> be baptized. And then we had a woman probably, I would say in her, I don't want to guess, she's well in her adulthood. <laughs> and then we, okay. had a te- we had a teenager. And then we also had, um, we also had the mom of two of the third graders be baptized. So Okay. So, so you actually had kind of a, a family affair. I mean, in mm-hmm. our, in my tradition, we don't normally, we don't often have uh, fa- whole family situations, but in yours, you could, because a family would start coming to church. They'd come to come to faith and all maybe decide at the same time that it was the time to, to, sh- to display or to make that public profession and, yeah. and to be baptized. And that's what um, happened in this case. So. Oh, so Matt, you mentioned um, tears or or crying or whatever it was, and I was just kind of wondering: is that how? Is it just that baptism is a, a moving experience, or is it just kind of for the younger ones that kind of moves you more emotionally? I I would say overall, it's an emotional experience because it's such a a big step in one's faith to publicly profess their faith in front of a lot of people. You know, so. One, people got to get over that stage fright or that anxiety of being in front of people. And for some people on Sunday, that was a huge step uh, for them. So it's a big step to say they're publicly professing their faith. But when it comes to the kids, it's even more so. And then you add it's your own daughter. It really just, you know, on Sunday, people were joking with me afterwards. They're like, you had me in tears because of you able to baptize your daughter. What was that like? And so. It was kind of all the feels, if you were, Will, on Sunday, mm-hmm. but it really added to it having the honor to baptize my own daughter. And I was joking in the, I'll have the video of it, but in the baptismal, she walked in, I went, okay, we're going to get through this. Let's do this. And I literally got three words out and I started crying. <laughs> so, it was good. But, it was good. But you're in a big pool of water. So, you know, nobody could, nobody noticed. Yes, exactly. It was good. Exactly. I, when I, my, in my life, I was able to baptize my daughter, Evelyn. And that was kind of like the very first thing, official thing I did as a oh, pastor. That's cool. um, I was in my, in my tradition were ordained and then, um, that's kind of aside from the church and then installed as the, the church pastor. Well, I was ordained, um, July 21st of 2002. And so then my daughter, Evelyn was there, I baptized her and that was kind of a sweet experience. So yeah, that's yeah, awesome. It, it's emotional. A, <clears throat> it is, it is. And well, and I felt bad cause I don't want the other people to be affected by it. And that's why I had her go last because I didn't want if I did break down, it wasn't fair to the next person. But then this church is just so amazing that, I mean, it was so cool to see how they were all the ones who were baptized were hugging one another and just, it was just such a joyful day. So many people coming up and saying, why don't we do this more often? What a, what a day. Uh, And I know some people might be confused, like, well, so wait, were they saved that day? Does that mean they were going to heaven? And, and what we really strive I strive to let people know is no, it's just that outward display. They've already made the decision to follow Jesus as their Lord and Savior. However, this was them publicly professing in front of everybody that this is legit. I've made this decision. Now I want you all to know that I've made this decision. Yeah. 
So, um, Matt, I think when we started off thinking about this podcast, we were thinking about about steps of faith. But if you don't mind, I think I would like to go in the direction of talking about emotions in the yeah. church. I mean, this is a, a powerful experience for you. And I mean, you have also done or conducted several funerals over the mm. past year or a couple of years. I've done several funerals over the years. And do you get emotional during those kinds of services or other kinds of services that you conduct? I would say definitely for funerals of people I, I know. Um, like I said, my emotions have changed so much that it's like God knew that I hated to cry in front of people. And so like, that's how, you know, I feel like when you ask people like, how do you know God's working in your life? And people have different things. For me, I know God's working in my life or at that moment because I start to get emotional. And then I find myself trying to hold it back. And I'm like, don't, you know, because I've had so many people come up to me, you know. So, for example, I, I uh, officiated a funeral a few months back of someone I didn't even know. Mm-hmm. But hearing the family talk about how much they loved this person and how strong of a Christian they were and the servant's heart they had. When I started talking about them, I, I got I got choked up. I didn't even know who they were, but I got more choked up because the impact this person made in other people's lives that over right. 200 people were at their funeral because of the impact this one person made for the kingdom of God. And that's what got me choked up. So, huh. well, that that's that's good. I, thank you for sharing that. And so this person was just from the community or um, an older person, perhaps. And so then the family comes in when they passed away. Yeah. Yeah, so they were an older person. Uh, they used to go to our church, um, so th- they uh, moved on to another church, but they had the funeral at our church, and I was able to officiate it. And uh, so it was just a it was just a really moving experience to see again just the impact this person made. Okay, so I'll, I'll share too that I've I've had a, a a few funerals where I've actually cried you know, just had to pause for a little bit. I'm like giving the message or whatever it was. Sometimes there's a eulogy. Do you do, you do eulogies in your tradition? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, we don't always do it. You know, some people have some things to say, some people don't. But um, when you, when you are, when they start crying, then it's like, okay, well, now I'm gonna, you know, I'm yeah. gonna at least have a tear or two. But I, I too feel like I, I I'm supposed to hold it together. Like, I feel like I'm supposed to be that way. Like, I'm, I've got to be when everything is coming unglued and people are, are crying or nervous or whatever. I've got to be solid so yeah. that we can get through it. And I always feel like if I break down, well, that will lead to other people breaking down and then it's just going to be a mess. And I'm not worried about it being unprofessional, though. I'm not, that's not the concern. I just want to, I agree. I want, I want to help people get through it. And so I start thinking that I have to be solid in order to help get them through that. I don't know if that's right, but like, so, so sometimes I go there and then sometimes I'm like, you know what? I just want to walk, you use this phrase. I want to journey with you. And we've used mm-hmm. that phrase together. And I mean, sometimes the journey requires crying with them. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think the Bible is clear with that or clear. And, you know, we're supposed to rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those right. who weep. 
And so I, I agree with you 100%. I'm not worried about looking unprofessional, obviously. Look at me. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm more worried about I need to be strong for this person. And then I find myself, I just can't. Or again, the emotions get the best of me. And, and But I don't want to say that. I, I don't think the emotions do get the best of me. I've had so many people over the years come up and say, Matt, we could tell you weren't, you know, I don't know, a robot or you weren't just saying words. You meant them. Right. And uh, yes, it's, it's hard for me to grasp that. And, and my wife, Brittany, has said that, too. She said, why do you get so upset? And I was like, I, I don't I don't know. She goes, do you ever look at people who start crying and be like, oh, you weakling? I'm like, never. She said, then why do you think people look at you that way? And I don't have a good answer. <laughs> right. Well, I think as pastors, we we've, we've either either by tradition or I don't know what it is, but we feel like we have to be a certain way, like we have to be on all the time and we have to be ready to help and jump in and be able. And I think that we we kind of have to hold ourselves to that standard in many ways, but the people of our congregations who put us on a pedestal, like we can only be a certain way, they're the ones that have to cut us some slack. <laughs> like yeah. That's their job. And I think our job is to is to strive for a standard. Now that's I'm really talking about holy living and you know goodness and all those sorts of things. And crying doesn't put us into a weird category, except for human. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's an important part. We're speaking if we're preaching to the human condition on a week to week basis, and we're not ready or willing to emote or let ourselves let ourselves go or let <laughs> let our guard down a little bit, we're no longer. We're no longer in the human condition sort of condition. I mean, we're we're something other. So, um, well, yeah, it's just interesting. Yeah, and on on Sunday, I told Brittany before I said I'm going to hold it together. I'm not going to cry. She goes, "Well, then people are going to also think like you're kind of heartless. Like, <laughs> you know, right? Don't hold it back. You know, uh, you know. There's that. <clears throat> excuse me. So, it, it's I find myself too where there will be sermons that. I'll prepare throughout the week and I go over them. That's my type of preparation is going over them a few times on Saturday and I'll go, go through it and everything's fine. And then on Sunday morning, I'll be preaching and all of a sudden I'm like, why, why are you getting emotional? Stop it. Stop it on the inside and on the outside. I, I don't know what's happening. And <laughs> people will come up. Those are the moments that people are go. Thank you for being real. Thank you for sharing your heartfelt feelings on the matter. I'm like, you're mm -hmm. welcome. <laughs> yeah. I just think that's, I, I just think that's almost, um, it's almost refreshing to have that at this point. That's what I'm, I'm the vibe I'm getting from people. They, they yeah. like the realness and so on. And within our congregations, I mean, I don't know, Lutheran, Lutheran congregations like that I've been a part of there's emotion is not the first thing that people think of <laughs> when they think of a, a Lutheran congregation, they start off kind of like the joke is um, when they, when something funny, the pastor says something funny or something happens in church, they smile as loudly as they can. <laughs> and <laughs> I think that's probably true of other denominations too. Yeah. Um, but I think we need to, we need to be more than w more willing to, to go there um, yeah. with our, with our people. Um, my wife, Michelle, um, she has called referred to herself as a cold hearted snake. And it's not because she's naturally that way. It's because, you know, it, I'm going to be honest, it's, you know, medication things, you know, have mm -hmm. 
you know, have an impact on us. And so there was uh, something that she was, um, and she was having a rough time just emoting and feeling things for a period of time. And she didn't want to be that way. I'm like, okay, there's someone who doesn't want to be that way. She wants to emote. She wants to feel. Why would I strive to suppress those things, even in public? You know? Yeah. That's, I, so if anything, Buddy's gotten anything out of today, it's that you and I are, are two crybabies. That's what it is. I'm a crybaby. No. Actually, you know, the thing that makes me cry the most is like when I'm watching a TV show or a movie or something and like the dad does something kind of counter stereotype. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's hey. like, oh, yeah, he's being a good dad for once. <laughs> it, it's funny how many things have you had this experience that there was a movie you watched when you were a kid that you watched as a parent that it just hits you differently. Have you ever uh, had that? Ex- so I have. I've had that experience where I'll tell Brittany, I'm like, oh, this hits you a lot harder when you're dead. <laughs> I think my problem is I don't rewatch movies except for like Star Wars. Maybe, oh, well, okay. because, I mean, just a, there's a handful of movies that I watch multiple times. But okay. yeah, hey, so I don't have of, that exactly. But speaking of Star Wars, I'll have to send you. We're staying at an Airbnb down in Florida and there's a whole Star Wars room. I mean, it is decked out completely star wars it's one of the themed rooms it's the pool uh the pool table it's not the one you're gonna stay at in february it's the one oh, we're staying at this i'm sorry but so practically for not so not i won't see that for the practically past no, oh conference. i'm sorry i feel bad i was saying that i'm like oh you're gonna think it's that one it's not i'm nice. sorry it's the one we're staying way at to lead me on i'm sorry way to lead me on i'm gonna weep now are you gonna cry that. i was gonna say you're gonna cry <laughs> i just might <laughs> so all right well matt i mean this was kind of an interesting um interesting conversation i think the fact um, that we had no idea what we were talking about today after we well, talked to marabella right well yeah. except that we except that we we do i mean what with something like this it's we we do know what our emotions are it's just that we don't know exactly how to share them or when yeah. or where and it's confusing and we, but i think the problem is we think about it too much just as a society, as a society. Yeah. And it's really okay to just let it out. It's not a burden to other people. I mean, it can be if you're crying all the time, I suppose, but um, it can be difficult. But I think to be human, to be real, let those things out and be real with one another in our congregations is a really important step in, um, I I don't want to say faith development, but faith communities for sure. Yeah. So I agree. Uh, yeah, so I guess we're just encouraging people to to be that way. <laughs> yes. Let it out, be real, share the emotions, share yeah. the feelings. And I mean back to that those steps in faith that I think that's part of that is building in the relationship with one another to be willing to be open with one another that publicly profess your faith through baptism that we were talking about with Marabella, but then those steps in faith, part of that is building in your relationship with one another, your brothers and sisters in Christ. And that means that sometimes emotions are going to happen, both good and bad. And we're commanded or we're called in the Bible that that's a good thing, that we're to, again, celebrate with one another, with those who celebrate and cry with those who cry, mourn with those who mourn. So those are good things. Cool. Well, everybody, this has been Not the Worst Pastors podcast with Matt Coyne and James Gomez, and we're glad that you were able to join us today. And uh, we'll see. Oh, actually, do we need to uh, mention the Advent stuff real quick again? Yeah, let's do that. 
so don't forget you like that we had we tricked you on the sign out um don't forget beginning sunday november 27th okay every week i've messed this up 6 30 central central se- yep 7 30 eastern um each sunday during advent uh james and i will be live uh on facebook uh and we'll be going through an advent devotional but then beginning december 1st every day at 10 a.m we will have a mini podcast if you will uh, going through the the Advent devotional that we're going to make available to all of you for free. It's a PDF download, so you can either print it or just follow it on your computer screen or your phone. Uh, but we're going to go through, we're going to journey through the Advent season with you. And uh, we are excited. We hope you are as well. But we hope you can join us again every Sunday during Advent 630 Central, 730 Eastern Time uh, for our Advent Live podcast. All right. That's it. We're signing out. Have a good week. We'll see you next week, next time.